Hello and welcome to this episode of The Corner 3. My name is Bailey. I'm Anthony. And this week we're going to talk all about the playoffs, the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Uh, they've been some pretty good games so far uh, and some exciting series. So we'll yeah. give you our reactions, talk all about that, and maybe we'll get into some of the head coaching decisions and moves that have been made recently but definitely mainly focused on these playoffs and we're just gonna jump right on in no opening segment nothing just get right into the meat of it get right into it yes sir no appetizer today so 3-1 sons to clippers elimination game tonight so they might the, the clippers might be out of playoffs by tomorrow morning when this goes up that's true but uh, we have yet to see what happens there. CP3 exactly. been playing out of his mind. Right. Not in the series necessarily, but in the playoffs in general. Yes. Yeah, I feel like uh, I think we're able to witness the fact that even uh, – I think the Suns could win it with Kawhi. If Kawhi was uh, playing for playing for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But without Kawhi, it's, just, it's very clear that the Suns are just a better team. Truthfully, I don't really think the Suns play to the ability they could play at this entire series. And they're still winning games. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's a done deal for the Clippers. Um, that's just the way I feel. Yeah, we'll definitely. see. Maybe when this podcast comes out, you'll there, <laughs> there may be – I may be wrong for us this game. But I do feel like – it's about it's about the finish line. Yeah, it's definitely uh, not looking great for them. Maybe they can pull out one more game, um, but there's there's no way they're coming back and winning three straight. In my opinion, it's just the the Suns have figured it out. They've got a good system, great chemistry. DeAndre Ayton has finally found himself. I mean, twenty two rebounds the other He's night. Great. He's playing great. And the game winning. Uh, alley oop the other day, like he's killing it. But what would you say is the most who's been the most exciting player to watch in that series? Who's been the most exciting player to watch? Well, because I love two guards, they have a special place in my heart. I always enjoy watching Devin Booker, even when his tough games. I, I I appreciate the fact that now he has a team in which it's a good team. You know, he's able to showcase how good he is because he has gotten uh, he's been not he is he's literally not been noticed by a lot of people for a very long period of time. So, which is crazy. Which is I mean, insane. we remember so. that we remember the <laughs> bubble last year. The the exactly. few games that the Suns were in there for, but. <laughs> Devin Booker has been shafted a few times, so it's good to see. It's good to see, you know, him getting recognition. I'm rooting for the Suns to, to win it all, so it'll be, it would be even better to see him win everything and then, you know, finally get some some love that he, he much deserved. Yes, sir, I agree. I agree. And I didn't realize this dude's only 24. He's got a long career to go, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's gonna be a problem. Yes, sir. Kobe year. Oh yeah. Um, I think 
you know, outside of, since you already mentioned him, uh, Booker's always exciting and fun to watch, but I just love seeing uh, Chris Paul's influence on this team. The, the fact that he took relatively a, a very similar team, definitely the core of the team last year outside of the addition of Jay Crowder and free agency, uh, which I don't want to understate the effect of that, that that's had as well. He's, he's been a great player for them, but um, you know, outside of that, this was a very similar team to that they had last year that didn't even make the playoffs. And now they're, uh, they're, they're definitely going to the finals. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, truthfully, I am not the biggest believer in this scenario. I think I was more amazed last year with Chris Paul. Because with the, for me, with what he took with OKC, you can't barely name the next good player on the team with OKC. And to me, they really went way further than what they should have went. I mean, in you my can't name the next opinion. best player. Yeah, but it's obviously shy. Oh, yeah, but you enough. you know who the next best player is. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, but with Devin Booker, he's good Devin enough. Shaw and Devin Booker is a whole. That's a whole different situation. Obviously, because one gets, one, one takes you better. to the finals. One, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one yeah. helps so, you get to the finals. <laughs> yeah, so I appreciate what CP3 has done, and I'm you know it's. I just I look at it from the angle that Devin Booker just needed a superstar. He just needed another star. That's that's what he, it, it happened to be CP3. It could have been someone else. <laughs> he needed a star to me in that in, for the Sun situation. When you look at them, well, even like in the bubble, you're like, they're just a star short from getting into the playoffs, period. So Yeah, but did you uh, think mean, they like, were a star short of making the NBA finals? Well, they were a star short if they if they were the healthiest team. Because quite frankly, everyone's hurt. So <laughs> there's a definitely an asterisk next to the Suns getting to the doing great. Um, they played okay. uh, very injured Lakers. They it's just a up, Lakers they, fans hurt feelings, but that's okay. No, 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 well, no really. you can say your piece. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm rooting for Devin Booker, but it's just the fact that there's they play a very injured Western Conference, and I feel like that's not anything to. It's still good, don't get me wrong, but it's just there is an asterisk there. I think everyone knows that it's there, that all the teams have been hurt. Um, and this past the Lakers, which I think the Nuggets have gotten better, but Jamal's hurt. Like, I find it so I, – I don't know that I would go as far as saying that there there's an asterisk next to him because, one, the, the way that they've been beating teams – proves to me that to, in my opinion they'd be better and they would win those would have won yeah. those series either way plus uh i mean we saw what they could do without cp3 against the clippers yeah no the clippers didn't have uh Kawhi, but they had to deal with a major uh not necessarily injury but player out uh themselves so they've proven their resilience in in that situation in my opinion those first three games so uh, it, I, I think that at least that if there was an asterisk, that takes it away. The fact that yeah. they were able to win those games without one hundred percent. No, don't get me wrong; they're a very good team. They're a very good team, and it, it, to me, to be honest with you, it's the furthest from it being with the Lakers. Um, I think it was more of just the, the the Western Conference as a unit 
have been majority, their teams don't look the same. They're all been hurt. So <laughs> at some point, especially in the playoffs. So, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's nothing. They're an amazing team, the Suns. But I do think it would have been a tougher battle for them going throughout. It would have been a tough, tougher battle. And this well, – let's, let's think of the players that, that at least this Suns team has faced uh, outside of Jamal Murray, who's a young player and had uh, a bad injury this year. But we're talking about the other key injuries on teams that they faced are Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis, who – a story of their career, at least Kawhi Leonard, the last three years or so, has been chronic injuries, especially Anthony Davis. So is it necessarily, you know, just it so happens that this year they face – like those those players face injury yeah, quite often. So it's not necessarily out of the realm but of possibility that any year this same thing could happen, you know? Yeah. it's To me, it still has something to do with – when it's like, I feel like, for example, the last time I've thought of a situation like this is with Toronto, the Raptors. They play really good, very good team. The Warriors were just very injured. <laughs> They're a very injured team. It wasn't the Warriors that you saw, uh, that you know, you know, their ability is, is crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, Toronto did great, but that's why we hold, let's say, like a LeBron's win over the Warriors higher than uh, Kawhi's win over the Warriors because we know that they yeah. were all hurt. The team was was barely – they were limping, and basically that's a team unit. So I feel like here, even if it's chronic or not chronic, uh, when it comes to, to injuries, this is me personally, I just feel like, yeah, there's a little – like a man, you know, what could have been for these teams or what the, the series that we could have saw to really push the Suns to the limit, or we could see the true, you know, how the Suns really are underneath that adversity, you know, AD and um, Kawhi, even more so Kawhi, it's a huge mess. Like that's a huge mess for that team. So yeah. How about the fact that they, you know, locked up the second seat in a West where these players weren't hurt for most of the season. They had to face yeah. these players four times a, oh, Anthony or these teams player? four times a year. Well, that's again chronic injuries. That's his problem. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm, well, I'm sorry. The Lakers were limping. Y'all, <laughs> that's not. Uh, yeah. I don't put that on the Suns. They, the fact <laughs> no, that don't get me wrong. When, when the rest of those players or a lot of those players and those teams were healthy and at full strength, they still locked up that, that number two seed. So. Uh, in my opinion, they've shown that they're a pretty solid team. No, they're, they're definitely a solid team. They're definitely a solid team. And deserving of the success yeah. that they've had this season. Oh, yeah, they're deserving. Um, yeah. I, I'm not really doubting that, this, that they deserve it. I just think that we missed some good series. That could have sure. went both We could have had more, more games and more exciting series, for sure. I these, get you on This that. series, you look, at Phoenix, you look at Phoenix, and you saw when they played the Lakers, like, Phoenix is going to win this because AD's can't. He's not playing like AD. And the one game that you saw AD play like AD, that's when the series would have been good. Um, with Kawhi being out, it's like, man, like, you're a series away. You know, like, you could have – this could have been a really close for the series. Um having a, a star player. So these star players missing changes the series. So whereas now it's like Phoenix really messed up if they don't win this, you know, yeah. uh, as a fully healthy team. But 
it is good to see once again Devin Booker showcase his ability, showcase what he can do. I agree. I want to go back to something that you said though, because you uh, you mentioned that you weren't really big on the whole, not big, maybe that's not the right thing, but you know, it just being CP3 wasn't necessarily that important to you. You just felt it needed to be a superstar, anyone. But what do you think about, at least that was for, in reference to Devin Booker, but do you think just any superstar could have brought out what we've seen happen with DeAndre Ayton this year? No, that's a good question. I don't think, I don't think so. Um, I don't think, I don't think they would have as big of an effect personally on DeAndre Aiden, I still do think, I still do believe that the reason why, like, because I, I remember talking to a few guys and those arguments of, like, when it comes to why CP3 not get more votes for MVP or why CP3 not get this. And I feel like when it comes to CP3, I think he's an amazing player, and I think he's amazing. And I think he, the, what he brings to a team is insane. But I do feel like, um, majority of his career where he's had those amazing seasons, he also had a lot of good <laughs> surrounding cast, like a lot of good surrounding cast, except that that's what I said to me. That's why I was more amazed by OKC, because I feel like he if, if you looked at OKC and you look what CP3 went into, you would have thought, oh, well, he's just put in a, a losing situation. He's you know, he's not going to in the West this team he's putting in a losing situation and he came out as a, they were a team that you're not going to win, win easily against and they most likely could beat you and that to me that was that to me was very impressive now when I look at the Suns and I see CP3 go there then I I look at the Suns and I look at Devin Booker who's been killing it with literally no one and DeAndre Aiden is just now growing into himself so at that point I was like <laughs> Like Booker just needed someone. He just he needed somebody, and he got someone. So it's like, all right, cool. Like now he has a, a co-star in this situation. But my, so that's why I said, like in this situation, I'm not as amazed because I feel like it shades in, to Devin Booker. Like he's a great player. He's just been by himself. Like he's just been by himself. I don't know who said that it's shade to Devin Booker because I'm just saying, like to me, it's it's like oh, CP3 changes everything. It's like yeah, he changes for everything. Team. For I never yeah, said I for that. Devin Booker for this Phoenix Suns team, this young team uh, who didn't have outside of Devin Booker scoring an identity, an identity to play with, a team that yeah. knew when they were going to go out on the floor what they the areas that they needed to execute and how they were going to go about doing that and the players being able to read, you know, what the defense is giving them and how to be able to, they, sure. there was a that element missing and that motivation, that leader on the court. Cause don't get me wrong. Devin Booker's a great player. He's an amazing scorer, but he's a young, he's a young guy, just like the, his teammates. So to thrust him straight into that leadership role, Hey, you, we need you to, be the floor general, be the guy to keep these guys motivated, help them to see the game the way that you do and keep your team pushing through yeah. in these difficult moments. That's when you need, yes, maybe another superstar. But in my opinion, to I think this is the best case scenario 
and best player that they could have got in order to for that situation. I get that for this very specific situation, and this again elevates DeAndre Ayton because I don't know that any other superstar, you know, Chris Paul is one of the best leaders in general in the game of basketball. You know, even if he wasn't as great of a player as he is, and he's a great player, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, But even without that, he's just a great leader. He knows how to get the Mm -hmm. best out of his guys, help them to see the game the way that he does, and just lead his team. And and we've seen it all across. The only place that it looked a little difficult was in Houston, where he had another star that wanted to be the lead (laughs) and the guy who – wanted to say that this was my team and I'm going to play the way that I want to play. Um, that's just speculation, but because, uh, I mean, we've seen the heated arguments between James Harden and CP3 while they were in Houston together. So I think that, and then, then to understate, or I think some, another thing you said, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misheard you, but like, Chris Paul, we knew we we saw this. You know, he was considered the best point guard in the NBA when he was in Charlotte with nobody, <laughs> nobody yeah. around him. And we knew this man is the best point guard in the NBA, and he's got nobody around him to help him lead this team to right. something good. So no, I can see that. No, he's a, no. Don't get me wrong. He's an amazing talent. I think he's amazing. I just, in my mind, just looking from the science angle. Not from the Chris Paul angle, because I don't doubt his ability. But looking from the Suns angle, I just think that they were a star short. And then they got actually even to me to add even to Chris Paul, they got Crowder, which is huge. That's a huge pickup for their yes. team. A great defensive player can is consistent from hitting shots. He's he adds a lot to your team. So like definitely. I think it was a perfect situation for them to pick up. Now, I will agree with the fact that when it comes to to the star talent that's around, CP3 was the best pickup with um, what they could deal with. But I do believe they still could get to the playoffs. With oh uh, yeah, they could be a playoff team. I mean, they're without CP3. I think they're still better than like Memphis, who made the playoffs. Yeah, no, year. I get that too. I, I think so too. I but I also think that they would be a playoff team. This is my take. If, if the NBA was healthy. I can't see them get into the finals. <laughs> Not without with a, health, with a healthy West <laughs> conference. So Are you talking about I, right now or without a Chris Paul? With a Chris Paul. You're I talking about this current getting, team. You don't think they're in the team, NBA finals if they're it facing been tougher, a healthy It would have been, been a tougher walk. Um, they want to play the Lakers until later on. Um, they, Yeah, it would have been t- – to me, it would have been a little, a little difficult for a first year – Western Conference team to get to the to get to the finals mm. in the same situation. That's how I personally feel. I, I just can't. It would have been, oof, it been a tough ride. I mean, would it be difficult? Think. Yes. Do I expect? Here's my thing. You you can't. <laughs> and I feel like as as a Lakers fan, you knew this, and the Lakers organization should have known this. You can't just bet on Anthony Davis to be healthy. So to say, you know, if they would have faced a healthy team, yeah, sure. But you're well, you're I mean, putting that bet on Anthony Davis year. being healthy. Really? Yeah, last year. He was literally year. healthy last year. Last year. 
And how many other seasons has he been healthy <laughs> he for the playoffs? He can't get closer to right now than last year. Oh, yeah, that's great. Is <laughs> this one year, this first year, he was, you know, he played out of his mind and he was healthy. But yeah. historically, in his throughout his career, he hasn't been the most reliable yeah. to to I trust that, that he'll even, remain healthy. Even Lakers out of even if Lakers had injury issues. West is tough, healthy. That's a tough conference for a new – like, I know Chris Paul has a lot of push, but I don't think we favored it, Phoenix Suns. Because we're really – the, the hurt teams, yes, are from the ones that they've team. faced this season so far. Those are the ones that are the okay. most hurt. <laughs> I was just making sure because I was like – I'm with you. Know you. I get that. I was like, you know what, audience? Let's just – Let's look back. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who see. do you who do you take, <laughs> Jamal Murray or Devin Booker? Who are you going to take? Um, I would definitely take Devin Booker for sure. Devin but Booker. I think Jamal's not so far off. No, and not at Jokic all. is an MVP talent, so that's kind of tough. Plus, to me, they have just as full of a team. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's not tough in my mind, even with Jamal Murray, the Suns, the way that they're playing, I think the Suns still beat. Yeah, currently, yeah, yeah, the, but... the Nuggets. Now add uh, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard into this. Does he guard? Uh, and and if we're going, everybody's healthy, right? Then Chris Paul's not missing the first three games due to COVID. So we're going a full healthy team. Kawhi Leonard's in. Um, I think that go game seven. I th- yeah, game six or seven. It's definitely more of serious because I think it Paul game George is seven, that. and it's just whoever's on that game. Yeah. So I personally see it. Whoever's on that game, it could be anyone. It's definitely um, a closer series for sure. Yeah. So I just look at like all the teams. Like I'm not even trying to be the the late. I wasn't aiming for it to be the Lakers going to the finals. I'm just saying that if a healthy team, the Suns to me at this point, right now, next year. Yes, but right now I think they're a playoff team. If everyone's healthy, I think they're a far playoff team. But I think they're a playoff. I team. think it's funny that your argument though was that it's it's a first year team coming in against a difficult Western Conference. I'm sorry, how many years were uh, LeBron and AD together when they went to the finals and won the championship? <laughs> That's a whole different situation though, bro. Those are two okay. prolific players <laughs> who are probably the okay. top five. They're both top. They're in the top five. Devin Booker is not top five in the NBA right now. Uh, he's up there. I, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, but top it's, five, he's but it's AD and LeBron are high. the top tier. They're the top when it comes to basketball. So it's not – I think that's different. it. Was like, just a funny. It was just a funny argument yeah. to me. All right, that's yeah, all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, it was that, that was saying. a funny point to make when we just saw it happen last year. So know, that's all I'm saying. We, we know who LeBron is, guys. Come on. Uh, I don't know who he was in this first round this year, but <laughs> I can't so. say that. Um, so then I want to get to another point. Then uh, we talked about. You said you mentioned Jokic MVP level talent. Obviously, he won the MVP this year. I feel like I know your answer based off of this, and I think I'm going to go the opposite way. Should Chris Paul have won MVP over Jokic? No. No. And why? Um, and you're speaking of this year and at current Correct. situations. 
uh, this Paul. year based on the regular season, just like the MVP is. Uh, Chris Paul to me had a co-star. He had he had a co-star in his situation. And to tell you the truth, as good as players have been, because we've seen this happen to LeBron, we've seen this happen to other amazing talents in the NBA. That as good as they are, when another player is playing at an exceedingly good level, it cancels them. It hurts their MVP push. And Jokic, to me, Murray was out. And Jokic stepped out to a further push when um, Jamal was hurt. And while Jamal's hurt and Jokic is carrying the team, they thought that, you know, the Nuggets were going to go down. No. Joker carried. He did his thing. Um, so for me personally, I think Joker was in a situation. Personally, my opinion of the MVP is that Joker got it kind of through default. Um, uh, Steph is Steph just wasn't on a team just slightly good enough for him to win. Like he didn't have anyone that could just be just a little bit better so they can make it to the playoffs. And if they made it, man, Steph would give them a run gave him a run. And to me, CP3 had Devin Booker, who was also playing good. So it's kind of to me, because the Joker was by himself in the Western Conference and did very good and not just got assistant points. He played defense. He got good rebounds. He got he was killing the stats for it. I think in that situation, he deserved it. Just I find that interesting. I find that interesting because um, here's my thing on that to say that he did it without a star. Jamal Murray got injured on, I think it was April 13th, mid April. Let's just go with mid April. So there's only a month and a half of the season left, mm-hmm. not even a full month or like a month, maybe a month and a week. Right. And all that really changed in that time, they were already the fourth seed in the West. And then they went up to the third seed, and let's be honest, they only, they went up to the third seed because the Clippers started losing. Clippers were weren't doing great. Yes, the Den, the Nuggets had to keep winning, but this is a Nuggets team that picked up Aaron Gordon, who maybe who who would have been significantly better of a team with Jamal Murray. Yes, so in my mind, not they kind of just maintained status quo. It wasn't like. He, you know, I didn't see there wasn't like a second wind push from him. He wasn't all of a score, all of a sudden, you know, scoring 10 more points, getting five more rebounds than he was per game. He was maintaining status quo, and the Nuggets kept winning. The Nuggets were winning, the Clippers were losing, and they took that third seed. Uh, that's not to say that, not to minimize the fact that Jokic was doing very well and is a great player. But when I think of most valuable player and I see the impact, again, going back to that, in my mind, that specifically Chris Paul has had on this Suns team. And like we've said, the Thunder team before, we saw him have a similar impact, do great with them, lead them well. Then he comes in does it even better in Phoenix, takes them even farther. Yes, he's got Devin Booker, but you just said that Devin Booker is not a top five player in the league. I don't know. I don't know where you rank him, but if he's not. He's, he's a little bit out, but he's not top five to me. 
Yeah. I don't think he's top five either, but, you know, he's a, a really good player, but he's not, you're saying he's not necessarily a great, one of the greats right now, right? So to me, with all of that in mind and what he's been able to do this team, I think he is a most valuable player in this league this year. I'm not I'm not bought by the most valuable player. Because here's the thing to me, it's to win that argument, you basically have to defend him in the way that you're speaking. It's not stats. It's more of just talking, what he does, people being like, all right, cool. Like, this is exactly what Chris Paul adds to a team. And then the, this is what he did before here and what he did before. But the MVP of this season, to me, Joker just statistically was helping his team in far more ways. For me personally, that's what I look at. Statistically, he's doing, he's helping the Nuggets do a lot more. And on top of that, he does not have a co-star. And they're at a high Western Conference. To me, I mean, they're, they're at the high end of the Western Conference, like when it comes to um, where, where their team was seated. So to me, for me personally, I think Joker was rightfully picked because it's not it, to me, the, the, most people don't look at the background story when it comes to the MVP like that, to speak of MVP in that way. Most of the time, statistically, they're doing amazing. Um, yeah, so, because in that case, if we looked at it in that way, LeBron should have won like three or four more than what he currently has. Because LeBron has had more of an effect on teams, but Harden has won or someone else has won. And it's truthfully, it's not like, oh, well, they're good, but LeBron does everything. So <laughs> I feel like for the same thing with CP3, it's like, yeah, I understand. Like, he's amazing, but Joker st- statistically is doing great and was doing great. And on top of that, didn't have a co-star. And like He didn't have a co-star for a month, the last yeah, month of but- the season. This is a small season, bro. By 10 games. He just got that's, that's two weeks. Point, that's like, two weeks. That's two weeks Joker of the was NBA. already ahead of CP3 from that point on. And that just solidified that pulled him ahead. And the only person that was really coming close to that was Steph. And Steph just could not get the last job done when it came to the playoffs. He can get in the playoffs. Yep. He can get into the playoffs. Because if we're really going person like just strictly one person Steph had a crazy season yeah a crazy season he just poor guy couldn't get it done couldn't get to the playoffs my I, I don't think I think CP3 in that situation is to me a third place because of what all you said but I can't put him above Joker who affects the game you know in a from what we can see on the floor in more ways. Mm. I just, okay, I agreed with you for a second until you said that. Statistically. Said, uh, affecting me. the team more. because Statistically, but, he does. Excuse me. Like, getting rebounds, um, the defense aspect that he plays, offensively, that stuff is huge to the voting when it comes to that. And 
joke. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, CB3 is good, but I just feel like it's more of a, a story. If you, if you talk to every voter and you told the story, then maybe you could sell it. But when it comes to looking at the game and seeing, like, all right, cool, you statistically look at Joker, then it's like, man, this guy is everything in this team at this moment. So we have, yeah, go Jokic average 26, 10. Uh, we'll give him 11. It was 10.8, 11 rebounds, eight assists. Uh, Chris Paul averaged 16, 5, and 9. So, yeah, you, you, you talk about the statistics, and that's what a lot of these voters go off of, uh, what they see through the year. So maybe they're – because that, that doesn't necessarily define a most valuable player to me, but – that's an a different argument for another time because, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's been for years now, and not necessarily what seems to be the case. Because to and and even we don't even go strictly by stats. Because if we went strictly by stats, then Russell Westbrook, who's been averaging a triple double for the last three seasons, should be <laughs> the the MVP every year based on stats alone. But yeah, it's a mixture of a lot of things. If I just think of the purest definition in my mind of what a most valuable player is, I think of somebody like a Chris Paul. But, and then I know we're supposed to only take into account the regular season, but seeing MVP get swept isn't a good look, in my opinion. Me and Andy talked about that a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, it's based on the, the regular season, but to see that is not a great look for this season's MVP, in my opinion. Yeah. Seeing a, a MVP miss as many free throws as Giannis is not a good look. <laughs> he ain't MVP this year, is he, though? <laughs> <laughs> no, but hey, man still can't hit a free throw. So, I mean, that's hey, a lot of good look. He can hit more free throws look. than Ben Simmons can. <laughs> that's true. The East, I'll tell you one thing about the East. Ugh. Something's up with free throws. I don't know what man, it is. I don't know. My goodness. Rims are a little different that's, over there. That's they a look a little different. different. Story. Yes, sir. All right. We've yeah. talked plenty about the Suns and the Clippers. Let's switch gears a little bit, head over to this other uh this other team because or this other series because we don't have much time left. <laughs> but we've Perfect. got <laughs> not that much to talk about. <laughs> Hey, I feel like that's selling the Hawks a little short. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Hawks-Bucks, it's 2-1 uh, with the Bucks losing game one. But then they came back, and my, oh, my, did they make a statement <laughs> in game two <laughs> with uh, a 40-point win. Chris not only that, not, not even that. Year. So they win by 40 points, right? Win by 40 points. In my in my mind, they see uh Giannis go off. They see Drew Holiday have a really good game, especially from the three-point line. They see Brooke Lopez do really well, especially from the three-point line. And they're like, you know what? We just gotta make Chris Middleton beat us. Like defend hard everybody else. Brooke Lopez isn't gonna have that great of a game <laughs> like that he did this one. But if we defend Drew Holiday and build a wall for Giannis not to be able to get in the paint. We just got to make Chris Middleton beat us. 
Game three, Chris Middleton beat them. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Honestly, man, like if Chris can just maybe in this offseason, he'll get something to click. But said, if Chris can in. just if Chris can just be the guy more often times than not, the Bucks will be so much tougher. Because Giannis just does not need to be the number one option. <laughs> like, I think it's becoming very evident that people are figuring out how to stop a number one option of Giannis. Right. Now, when it comes to a guard that can score, that's when the Bucks become terribly scary because now Giannis is always an athletic freak, but now you have a person who can score and create. It's so tough. So Drew changed, changed a lot for him. And Chris growing, slowly growing into, you know, the position that um, the two guard that the Bucks need is helping huge. So I think this, I think this game has helped, the, that, that past game has helped the Bucks even more so because now Chris is concerned. Maybe he hits a groove of how he needs to score. Um, and it's going to be rough for the, rough for Trey Young and the, the A to beat the, these Bucks now that they've kind of found a groove. Yeah, definitely. Because I wouldn't say, in my opinion, other people might. Oh, no, I can't say that. You know what? The I remember looking it up the other night because uh, I was talking to somebody about the, the defense of the Bucks, and they were the fourth best defense. But the Hawks were the number one defense in the NBA this year. Did you know that? I was surprised by that when I looked it up. Um. So while that is interesting, I still think like individually, it's hard to match up three guys, you know, on each of those. I don't want to overuse the term big three, but three biggest stars of the the Milwaukee Bucks. So, you know, who do you match up consistently against Giannis and Chris Middleton and then Drew Holiday? and try to keep a consistent, good defensive presence on all three of them, you know? That's tough. And then yeah. cut off the the corner three of uh, Brooke Lopez or P.J. Tucker. <laughs> yeah. The other two guys. Two great corner three shooters. Exactly. Um, but I will say, too, it's also tough for the uh, – it's also tough for them to hide Trey Young on defense at all times. That's just that's, that's the, also another tough thing. aspect. Which to me, to me though, I I didn't see them. Uh, maybe I just missed it in Game Three, but I know Game One and Two, like I didn't feel like they were really attacking Trey Young defensively, like we've seen in the past yeah. with Steph. Right? Like in my mind, I'm thinking this is what they need to do. They need to, you know, switch Trey onto Giannis and just go at that. All day, wear all him day. out, get it's his legs tough, out from though. under him. But I haven't, but I don't even see them trying to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Defensive coaches really, they're very good at hiding their offensive players, but it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, it is amazing to me that they haven't attacked him as much as they should have. Especially when we, we've seen it, them do it against Steph, other teams do it against Steph. And it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> One thing is that Steph or Trey just come back and hit a three. <laughs> so it's almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! But hey, I think it's uh, I think it's looking like it's the Bucks now, especially with Trey Young not feeling like 
himself with his ankle injury. So that's we'll true. That's really unfortunate. That, but. that that's tough to see. I mean, thirty whatever seconds left of the third quarter, and on an official's foot, like officials got to watch the game, but. That's we'll tough. Take a step back. <laughs> yeah. You're watching pretty yeah. close, man. <laughs> Maybe a little too close. A little too yeah, close, he, was, man. he was running backwards a little bit. It but... looks like you were boxing him out. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, no, that man. was that was tough to see. You know, um, and to have that kind of impact game. You talk about officials <laughs> having an impact on the game with their well, they had an refereeing choices. <laughs> Rarely do you see it a physical <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't I don't want to sell this Hawks team short because I feel <laughs> I have been uh <laughs> this entire playoffs and I think everyone has before that uh been putting down uh this team quite often, but you know they've outperformed to and what anybody thought that they could do. You know, we thought they were going to miss out on the playoffs. They just proved that, came in with the five seed. Now they're in a conference finals with a very young team. I think it's absolutely great for this young team to be able to get this experience and and uh, gel together, come together, get this chemistry going. They know what they're capable of now. See Trey Young come into his own. I don't know if I'm ready uh, to call him a superstar yet, just based off of one postseason. A fantastic player for sure. A very exciting young player to watch. I don't know if I'm ready to give him the superstar label like some people have been just yet. But great to see this team coming into its own. Uh, I'm a little upset it's a team that's in Miami's division. It's a little unfortunate, but oh. <laughs> got a whole offseason to address that and see and, and try to uh, figure stuff out on that end. So... Uh, while I think that the Bucks, I said Bucks in five. If I thought they were going to take a game, I thought it was going to be game one. That is the Hawks. So I'm sticking with Bucks in five. Yeah, me too. They <laughs> they figure something out. Uh, so well, especially if especially if Trey can't play this game, he's listed as questionable uh, for game five. So or for sorry, that's for game four. Uh, so if if he can't play their next game that is at home, then when they go back, if they lose that and they go back to Milwaukee, uh, that's that's going to be a tough one to try to uh, take from them, you know. So that being said, Hawks are a great team. Looking forward to a Suns and Bucks final, though. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I feel like it's. Uh, I feel like we all know. What's going to happen? We're just kind of sitting in the waiting room. <laughs> and, hey, this this might be the best matchup that we could have gotten. You know, you talk about three stars versus three stars. Mm-hmm. You know, one, a big on each side, a point guard on each side, and uh, a wing player. So this will, this will be an interesting matchup if this happens. So looking forward to right. it. But uh, what are your thoughts before we go? Is uh, Trey Young a superstar or not? At this mm. point, that's a good question. 
You know, I've always had this mental thing when it comes to basketball. I can't, I can't have too many superstars. I can have stars, but superstars is a different level. So you can't just hand out that ticket early. Exactly. I think there's, I think there's players that's in front of him at this point in his same. And I put it in his same generational spot. Luca to me is further. Um, yeah. I mean, I Luca's uh, on the verge of that. Yeah. I don't know if I we call Luka's him a superstar super, yet. I think Luca's a superstar. But I would, <laughs> I I would be very tempted to say he's a superstar. He's a fantastic yeah. player. Yeah. Tatum has the quality too. A great player. Uh, Tatum, Jason Tatum. I feel like. Yep. So those players, and I look at that. I look at those players. I look at Donovan Mitchell. Um, I look at I players don't like put that. Donovan Mitchell above him, though. And I, I just can't put. Here's the thing: I can't put Trey Young above those people. I can put a Trey Young above a Donovan Mitchell, unfortunately, <sighs> for Donovan Mitchell. All right, that's a close one, though. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Cool. It's tough. And but. and that and that way range, I just can't. I can't put him a superstar yet. He needs to do something else for me to put superstar. Now, a star, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, if we if we An can see this, no doubt. If we saw this. Uh, all season, like this villain tray, I call it villain tray because he now, loves he being the center of attention. We see that be for an superstar. entire season. Yeah. Yes, if I'm he comes back with right this, now, and maintains this next season, I'm with it. I give it to him for sure. It's too many people on the same weight class as him, right? And I can't just hand it out to everybody who's <laughs> on exactly. that same weight class. Exactly. So I feel like at this point, since he has a lot of people just like that, it's just uh. I can't put him at that level yet. But he's on his way, most definitely. He's on his way there. All right. With that, that wraps us up for this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Corner 3. If you really did enjoy it, you're having fun listening along with us, uh, please, if you feel we've earned it, give it and you want to stay up to date uh, with each and new uh, episode. comes out every week on Tuesdays. Gives a subscription, a follow uh, on whichever platform you listen to and you know what if you if you like what you heard and you uh, want to give us a review that helps us too you know we show up in the recommendations for others give us a good review people will uh, want to listen as well so thank you again we appreciate all of you and until next week this has been the corner three